Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It is good to win. It is good to receive. It is good to overcome. And it's God's will. That every one of us uh, receive everything we need and overcome every trial, every problem, every deficiency, every lack, every failure. The big thing is you don't quit. You don't give up. You don't throw up your hands and go, it's too much. I can't. I can't. That's something the enemy, if you'll watch, he tries to get in your mouth. He tries to get you to say, I can't, I can't, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I just can't, all right, I can't. <laughs> that is how you go down. And that is contradictory to the Bible. I seem to remember a scripture that said, I can, right? I can, was that Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, not just on my own, but through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no matter how much you're tempted to say, I can't, bite your lip, <laughs> relax a moment and say, help me out, class. I can. I can do it. If I need to do it, I can do it. The Lord will show me how. If, if I don't have the skill, don't have the knowledge, don't have the contacts, don't have the resources. He can add all of that to me if I'll give him something to work with, which is a willing heart and a believing heart. So say it again, class. I can, I can. Do, all do all things, everything I need to do. I can do it, can do it. through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. Strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. That was worth you coming to the class for, right? Just, just right there. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We saved you a seat up in the front so I can watch you real close. Make sure you're getting it. Let's release our faith. Father, all of us agree together today asking you for the anointing, asking you for revelation, asking you for the help. Oh, Lord, the... Uh, the peace that passes understanding, the joy that is our strength, it's all in you and you're in us and you've given it all to us. And so we reach out to lay hold and to receive. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it out loud, I'm receiving. I'm getting stronger. I'm an overcomer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we began yesterday talking about our 20th 
individual case in our study of the 20, so we're at the last one now, in the gospel accounts, um, which is the healing of Malchus' ear. And uh, yesterday we, um, we saw that it was recorded in Matthew 26. It was also recorded in Mark 14. Uh, but there's the more detail is in the two uh, accounts of John and Luke. So today we'll just start at John, the 18th chapter, and verse 10. John 18.10 said, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit saw fit to give us that detail? Right? That all these centuries later, he wanted us to know. This is not a fairy tale. This happened. There was a man named Malchus who came there that night uh, to arrest Jesus wrongfully, unjustly. And uh, he ran into Peter, <laughs> who had just affirmed not too much earlier, that he was willing to die uh, for Jesus, but he would not forsake him. He would not leave him. And he's, he's endeavoring to, uh, to fulfill that. And so when these, these uh, men and these guards came to take Jesus, uh, Peter steps up to defend him and to prevent this. And he takes a swing at this guy and cuts off his right ear. And the man's name was Malchus. And then uh, Jesus said to Peter, put up your sword into the sheath. Uh, you know, Jesus also had told him, if you read the other accounts, that if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's a principle. And that's what, what that is, is sowing and reaping. Right? Sowing and reaping. And um, so there's a, a principle of, uh, uh, you know, there's a difference between defense and murder. And uh, when the scripture says, thou shalt not kill, talking about the commandment, uh, there's no conflict between that and when the Lord told his armies to go and fight against their enemies and people were killed. How many understand the Lord would not have commanded them to violate his commandment? So he's talking about murder. He's talking about uh, not a matter of defending your home or defending yourself, but, but murder. You being the aggressor. You being the attacker. You being the one who's doing wrong. And you sow that, and that'll come back to you. Thank God for repentance, though. But he went on to say, uh, put up your sword in the sheath. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? So Peter uh, was trying to prevent them from taking Jesus. But the Lord knew this is part of the plan. This, I have to do this. And so he, he told Peter to stop. And then the band and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first. 
He was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that year. That's when the disciples fled because they didn't understand. It never dawned on them that Jesus would actually let them take him. They were sure that wasn't going to happen because they had seen, you remember, previous situations where they tried to get Jesus and he just walked through the middle of them. And for, they couldn't get a hold of him. And this had happened repeatedly. And so they were convinced that he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the son of David who is to uh, restore the kingdom. And so they couldn't see the fulfillment of prophecy being defeated and killed. They, they, they couldn't see the big picture. And so... When Peter and the others tried to defend him, and he said, stop, put your sword up, this has to happen. Uh, and then he let them take him, and they, they took him and, and bound him and are carrying him away. The disciples just stood there uh, flabbergasted. They just stood there shocked. And then fear hit them, and they thought, well, uh, and they all ran off. They ran away. They all fled. Did what they said they would not do. But the reason I bring this up is that's not what happened initially. Can you see Peter and the other guys too? They meant to do what they said they would do. And they started to do it. And the thing you got to watch is when things don't go the way you thought they would. That's when your faith is tried like never before. And that was them. That's even what happened to Peter, you know, a few hours later. He's out there by the fire, and they said, aren't you one of them? And he said, no. Well, he's, he's shaken. Uh, why, you know, a few hours later, he's adamant saying, I will never deny you. I will die with you. And yet... Hours later, he's doing it. It's because he didn't understand how this could happen. This is not how they imagined things were going to play out. This, this, in other words, they're thinking, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. They took him. They're beating him up. They're, they're going to crucify him. They're, they're thinking, this cannot be happening. Now, every one of us, class, in life somewhere, sometime, are going to encounter this. Where you're going to think, this can't be happening. How, how is this happening? And, and one of their big things is, how is the Lord allowing this? Because you remember when they, when they came to get him. And he said, who are you looking for? Who have you come to get? They said, Jesus. He said, I am. And when he said it, man, they all fell back over themselves and, and hit the ground. And I'm sure the disciples are going, <laughs> see? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. They can't take him. They can't take him. And then they got up. And they kept coming. And Peter said, is it time to fight? All right. <laughs> And man, he jumps in the fray. And Jesus said, that's enough. That's enough. 
Put your sword up. And he turned around and the other guys are looking at him and they're like, what? He said the scripture's got to be fulfilled. The cup my father's given me, shall I not drink it? And, and they, were, they were like, what? And, and they came and got him and grabbed him and tied him up. And they're not falling down and, and he's not walking through the midst. And, and they're like, this can't be happening. This, this can't. No. And they're dragging him away. And here they are by themselves as the, as the group goes out of sight with him. And that's when, you know, Jesus told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you. Uh, and he said, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now, sift is, uh, you know, they'd sift meal and sift flour and sift. What's sifting for? Sifting is to separate Separate one thing from the other. I mean, uh, the, the part you want falls through the fine mesh. The part you don't want stays separated. Well, what does that mean the enemy is trying to sift uh, Peter? like we, He's trying to separate his faith from him. And it looked like it was working. Can you see that? Because he's out there by the fire, you know, just lost in his mind he can't believe that Jesus is over there tied up and they're slapping him and they're blaspheming him and they're mocking him and they're talking about crucifying him and he's over here helpless and where's the other guys John's over there but we don't know where anybody else is he was just and so they said weren't you one of them weren't you one of them Jesus' followers? He said, no. Uh-uh, you got me confused with somebody else. And, well, see, that's an indication that he is losing his faith. He's losing it. And why am I, ta- why am I saying this? Peter and the other guys, they fully intended. Can you see it? By him fighting, by him attacking the guy, they fully intended. If need be, Die with him that night on the spot. But when things didn't go the way they expected, they were bewildered. The key to the strongest faith is what you do when you don't understand. Class, are y'all awake? Hmm? This is one of the strongest tests of your faith. What you do when you don't know why, when you don't understand. Uh, you don't have to understand to trust God. That's what uh, trust is not just based on all of your knowledge. Trust is based on your confidence in your God's character, in who He is and what He is. And we only know in part. And there will be situations, not, not might be, there will be in life from time to time, situations where you just, you're thinking, what is going on? This, this can't be happening. How, how can this happen? 
And that's when you must not run and hide and you must not let the enemy sift you and separate you from your faith. It's time to reach down deep and say, God, I don't understand this, but I trust you. I don't, I don't know why, you know, this is going the way it is or it has gotten this far, but I, I believe in you. I believe in your goodness. I believe in your mercy. I trust in your faithfulness. I cling to you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that, my friend, will get you through the toughest places in life. That will get you through the hardest places and the toughest places. And you may need to say it through tears sometimes. You may need to say it through, you know, challenging feelings and situations. But let that be your rock. Let that be, you know, uh, the anchor of your soul is your hope in your good God. That no matter what's going on right now, he's going to see to it that we come out on top. Right? We may not know how. We may not know the details or the means, but our God is faithful. Come on, somebody say, my God is a faithful God. He's a good God. Come on, tell the Lord directly. Say, Lord, I trust you. If I understand or I don't understand, I still trust you. I'm not leaving you. I won't let anything, nothing can separate me from your love for me or my faith in you. I trust you. I trust you. I will always trust you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Where people get in trouble is if they start listening to the enemy. And because he, he is a slanderer. He's an accuser. He accuses you to God. He accuses God to you. He accuses us to each other. He's always doing this. He's the accuser of the brethren that accuses them night and day, Revelation says. And he'll try to, he'll try to come to you in situations when you don't understand. And he'll say, well, where's God at? I mean, you've served him all these years. You've done all these things. You obeyed him in this and that. And where is he? When you need him most. Where is he? What's going on? And he's trying to sow a seed of uh, questioning. And not just questioning the situation. Questioning God's character. Is he real? Is he even there? Is he good? Is he really good? Does he even care? Does he even know? Where is he? And if you start entertaining that and you start saying that and you allow bitterness in, you're in trouble. Because you are, the Bible said in Hebrews that bitterness will cause you to come short of the grace of God. It'll cause you to fail of his help and his grace. Because what you're doing is, you're, it's not God leaving you, you're leaving him. You're cutting yourself. You're saying, I've actually heard people say, well, you know, I, I prayed and asked God to do this and, and he didn't do it. And if he can't be there for me when I need him, well then, you know, I got no use for him. 
That, my friend, is utter stupidity. Because God didn't fail you. He didn't let you down. It may look and feel like it did, but there's just a whole lot you don't know. Hmm? What are we saying? Why did these guys bail, run, deny that they even knew the Lord? When hours before, they were so adamant that that could never happen. It's when things don't go the way you thought they would. When you don't understand what's happening or what's going on. But let's just back up a little bit. If Peter and the other guys had been able to save the day, <laughs> right? Prevent Jesus from being taken. There wouldn't be any faith school. There wouldn't be any church. Is that right? We'd be lost. Jesus had to go. He had to be taken. He had to be mocked and spit on. He had to be scourged. That bought our healing. He had to be crucified. He had to pay the price and be judged. They didn't see the big picture. They couldn't understand it. And that's always the case. When you're genuinely trusting God, but things are not going the way you thought they would, that means something's, uh, there, there are things you don't know about. There are things you don't understand. But you can be sure of this. God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He has not let you down. Right? He has not. Do you believe it? He will never leave you. Come on, say it, say it out loud. He will never leave me or forsake me or let me down. Never will it happen. And so you can be sure of that. But the other side of it is your part. Can he be sure of you that you won't leave him? Because, see, that's what the enemy was trying to do when he was trying to sift Peter, separate him from his faith. His plan wasn't, not, wasn't just for Peter to be upset for a night or two. His plan is for Peter to just lose, completely lose his faith in Jesus and go back to the world or back to whatever he was before he met Jesus. But that didn't happen. I said, that didn't happen. Jesus' prayer was answered. Peter was restored. Next thing we see, day of Pentecost, who's preaching like a house of fire? Huh? Peter. Thousands getting saved. Is that right? So uh, even if you had a weak moment and you said some dumb things, right? Even if you had a bad day or two or month or year, if you'll repent, God's merciful. I think somebody needs to. Somebody watching right now, you, you got mad at God. You're wrong about that. He didn't let you down. There's just a lot you don't know, a lot you don't understand. You are so young. We are so young. We've been alive how long? You know, even if it's 100 years, what is that to God? He's been around endless ages and millennia. He knows the end from the beginning. Child of God, trust him. Trust him. And come back and say again that you are his child. Come on, somebody said out loud, let's, let's pray with 
everybody that, that needs to do this, said out loud, Father God, Father God I believe in you. I believe <clears throat> forgive me, forgive me. Forever, doubting, forever doubting or questioning. Or questioning. I, trust you. I trust you. It is my choice. It is my, choice. It is my, pleasure, it is my pleasure to believe in you believe and in to you. trust you. And I believe in your son, Jesus. And I accept his sacrifice for me. And I receive all that you've done for me. Full salvation. And I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for cleansing me. Washing me. From all my sins, forgiving me for all my mistakes and failures. Thank you for being with me and never leaving me. And I commit to you that I will stay with you. And I will trust you no matter what. I will trust you and I thank you for taking care of me. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. When you do that, it sets you free. The, the doubt and the question and the bitterness and the feeling hard at God, that ruins your life. It robs you of your joy and your peace. It keeps you in the dark. It keeps you out of light. No, friend. Come on over. There's been times in my life, there is everybody's life that, that walks down here, uh, that I thought, you know, why didn't it go this way? And, and we were praying and wanting it to go this way. And, and there's been times that I really was perplexed about a thing. But sometimes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years later, I saw why. And I thought, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. And I, and, and I realized the Lord was more merciful than I would have asked him to be. And I just didn't realize what was going on. And that is true every time. God is a good God. Do you believe it, class? God is a good God. He's a gracious God. He's a kind Father. He's a faithful Father. And the more you believe that, and the more you trust in that, the more you'll experience that. The more you'll trust that because you remove every hindrance uh, by believing that for Him manifesting that in your life. And our time's up again today. It goes by pretty quick, doesn't it? Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm Strong in faith, giving glory to God. I'm strong in faith in my God. I trust, somebody say, I trust in Him. I trust in Him. I trust in Him. I trust in you. Good, good Father. Well, need to come back tomorrow because there's more to see here. Uh, we just, uh, so far, we've only about read our text, right? So, so keep, but that's, that's progress, right? There's life in every word. Come back tomorrow. We'll get into more. 
and we'll see you again soon right here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 